To prepare for this episode, I posed the following question to Google. Why is the concept of time so confusing? The first link led me immediately to a post on a physics group page which read, quote, I'm having a hard time understanding what time is. If scientists define time as a multiple of cesium frequency, then time itself is dependent on motion. So what if I have a number of particles that are at zero Kelvin? Do these particles experience time by the fact that they exist in the fabric of space-time? End quote. There was a certain cerebral franticness in the writer's post, as if this cesium particle business was somehow immediately crucial. And so I played along. And ten minutes later, I realized that I had fallen down a high IQ rabbit hole. And I remembered the white rabbit in Alice in Wonderland shouting, Oh dear, oh dear, I shall be too late. And this scared me a bit, until I realized that it was Saturday morning and raining, and I was only wearing socks because I had nowhere I needed to go. And so I walked slowly into the kitchen to make coffee. Today's episode is, in one sense, all about the passing of time, and it ponders the ageless question of what we would do if we could live selected moments over again. We can't, of course, since time as we experience it is a unidirectional linear vector. Sorry about that. I should have ditched that physics page sooner. But it is still an interesting mental exercise if we want to make time for that sort of thing. Anyway, I'm dragging this out, which you might argue is wasting your time, so I'll get on with it. After all the nearly incomprehensible sciencey stuff I unearthed during my time on Google, I also found this quote by renowned Japanese author Haruki Murakami, who wrote, quote, Time expands, then contracts, all in tune with the strings of the heart, end quote. To me, that makes a much better introduction to this story than arguing about static cesium particles. Hi there. I'm Peter Lewis, father, writer, storyteller. You're listening to The Dad Story Project, a podcast dedicated to two simple themes, that we find the most fulfillment in the ordinary events of every day, and that the currency of childhood is time. Today's episode is titled, If I Could Choose Forever Now. And while it isn't strictly a dad story, had the events not occurred, I would be no dad at all. An insurrection of chickadees yanked my eyes open very early, and I padded downstairs to peer out on the dawn. Morning glory seedlings were straining for the new sun from the windowsill, the sump pump was gushing leftover January out of the basement, and the snow was finally melting over the septic tank. April had sprung open, the vault of winter was closed, and time ticked forward once again. A sunny afternoon a few days later found me down in the village, running errands in the lazy manner of a man who no longer needed to pull his collar up and breathe through a scarf. Strolling, I had paused to watch peonies push up through the black soil, when a spinning flash of red pulled my glance leftwards. The boy was about six, a rough-and-tumble lad in jeans and a sweatshirt, with his baseball cap on sideways, 
his sneakers untied and bravery in his eyes. He sat aboard a flying red tricycle, with his feet held out straight in front of him and multicolored plastic streamers pouring off the handlebars. Down and down he flew on the little hill in his front yard, with the vacant pedals spinning wildly and spring roaring in his ears. He skidded to a stop in twenty feet, his sneakers flinging winter sand off the sidewalk, and he let out a whoop. Then it was back up the hill and down again, spinning, roaring, skidding, and whooping, and again. As the warming sun shone down on this little boy, I couldn't help but smile. He'd found a moment he loved more than anything, and was holding it in both hands. Time was not linear. No clock ticked forward. It was 11.37 on a Saturday morning in the spring, and it always would be. Up the hill and down again. Now. Forever now. Grown-ups have forgotten that clever trick, I thought to myself. And then I remembered that I was a grown-up, and I looked down at my watch and was annoyed to find it ticking. Forward. Ever forward. I pulled my baseball cap over sideways, closed my eyes, and imagined. I imagined that it could be forever now, and that a few minutes could last evermore. And if the magic was real, I wondered which minutes I would choose. The obvious ones jumped quick to mind, those days and times we would all pick, the first this, the first that, those turning point days when life moved most certainly this way. And one of those days rose up above the rest. It's 1979, and I am a freshman in college on my way to earning a degree in forestry from a hands-on school where we students learn about the woods by getting pine sap on our hands. It's a Saturday morning, and I am part of a work party out in the forest, thinning white pine with chainsaws. We rode out on the back of a logging truck, and soon we will climb back on for the ride back to campus. Also in the work party is a beautiful dark-haired girl with big brown eyes who I desperately want to meet. But I've never had a real girlfriend, and I don't know how to do it. But I plot and I scheme and hope beyond hope I get the timing just right. And then there I am, in line right behind her, hopping up onto that load of sweet-smelling pine logs and sitting down right beside her. I can't look at her, don't know what to say, And anyway, she's laughing and talking to the boy on the other side, so I just sit there, vaguely jealous, every fiber in me acutely aware that I am mere inches away from a real girl. And then the truck hits a bump, and her left knee knocks against my right knee, and she turns to me and smiles. That's the moment I'd pick. That would be my forever now. And then I'd pick it again. And again. And life would most certainly turn this way. And I'd marry the dark-haired girl, and we would be together still. And that's exactly what happened. Her name is Karen, and she still smiles at me every day. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Dad Story Project podcast. If you would like to show your support, please give us a good rating and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. 
To learn more about the Dad Story Project, download stories, and find out how you may be able to participate, please visit thedadstoryproject.com. And please like us on Facebook and tell your family and friends. Until next time, bye for now.